right, so good morning, afternoon, and evening. Oh, nice, like a little Truman Show style. Oh. You know, I watched it, and I, I enjoyed it, and the premise, of course, I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, it just, uh, it was long, though. Oh, I, I don't, I don't recall feeling that way. I so, felt that one way. Of my, I'm not, I'm, uh, it's in my top movie list of, of like several hundreds movies. It's like one of those, like, yeah, I, I like that movie. Yeah, I mean, I do have some favorite movies that are very long, so I, I don't mind a long movie. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but anywho, this is not even, we're not even going to talk about. We don't have about, a movie podcast no, today. No movies. What are we talking about? Scamming and stealing, I think? Scam and steal. Is what I have yeah. written here. Something of that nature. Um, that makes it nice. It yeah. keeps everything concise so that we know what to expect. <laughs> Umbrellas. Yeah. And speaking of an... Um, well, we should do umbrella sometime, although umbrella is just a word, isn't it? We could just do every word in the dictionary. Well, that's kind of the thing. Right. Yeah. We will. Eventually. Yeah, Charlie My Sheen's chat mom came through. used it as a safe word. Uh, that's why I can't really think about umbrella the same. Is that real? Oh, you How know, in you... the show, Three Men and a Baby. Oh, and Three Men and a Baby show. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, my word today. Yeah, how would you, how are you stealing us off? Is Nick, like, hey, <laughs> I went into that grocery and yeah. nicked a can of soda from the cooler. You stole a can of soda. Yeah, I see. Okay, stole a can of soda. Nicked. Now the interesting thing about this is Nick that we covered Nick in a different light. Uh, Nick of time. Right. Back in episode 18. Nice. Nice callback. Yeah. So in episode 18, uh, my word was nick of time. Yeah. Because we were doing time. And right. that was the umbrella there. Okay. And so it's prudent that I, you know, might refresh. That you can, yeah. The listener and, and ourselves. Sure. On some of the things that we went over uh, in investigating nick of time. That sounds like a great idea. It is. Um, I don't remember. Well, here here are some of the ways it's used to jot down. I don't use that one. No, uh, I don't use it that way. Notch. And notch had a lot to do with nick of time, uh, that use of nick, a notch. But also cut short cold weather we covered. That's an odd one, but but was big at one point in the history of man. And then cheat, overcharge, stolen, steal, yeah, but also arrested, and also jail. So, uh, and and we'll get to this verb and noun conflict, or just an odd sort of dichotomy with that. You're in the nick, meaning you're in jail, mm-hmm. or you got nicked, meaning you were taken to you jail. Got caught, yeah, okay. Uh, and then we also covered that in Australia, uh, it has at times meant. Naked. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember covering that. Yeah. It's in there. You got to refresh on it. Yeah, I'll have to listen to episode 18. Episode 18. You know, some etymologists, huh? Some lexicographers. Can you be an etymologist and not a lexicographer? This is a great question. Yeah, it's for another time. Okay. So, um, you know, they got hung up 
uh, when I was digging on on this sort of conundrum about this chicken and egg, uh, is it a verb? Is it a noun? Which came first? <laughs> and I don't think it matters for this um, in a lot of ways because what comes out in the wash is is um, how we've been using it. So which came first doesn't really help us in this instance. Okay. Um, but we do see it in in. Older yet, uh, but Scottish 15th century, which is plenty, plenty old. Uh, Nikit, N-I-K-I-T, is uh, nicked. Mm -hmm. And you have, uh, there is a nick in the board, noun, I nicked the board, verb. Right. So it has been both ways for a long time and for a lot of the uses strangely enough mm -hmm. they'll just say well just using this word <laughs> we're gonna use it all over the place how we want yeah with notch um what what we learn to go a little more detail which helps this story of of nick as it as being stolen mm -hmm. notch and nick of time that was uh you'd put a notch in a board or you know or a stick to keep score to of a game something. or something, right. mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. measure. Uh, and so, and that was very, very old. Also, people were doing that. I mean, you didn't have a chalkboard or an iPhone. Abacus. Uh, nothing. Uh, but you had a stick mm -hmm. and a sharp stone, at least, if you didn't have a knife. You know, there's, we're all dancing all around the Shakespearean era mm -hmm. are uses that begin to show just tiny hints of its evolution, but you, you. But for the most part, you know, pre sixteenth century, uh, and and even you know into the seventeenth century, it was more on the other side of things. It was it was still a notch from from its cut slice meaning. Now moving into the seventeenth century, uh, we we see it change a little bit. Here's a little passage from the OED quoting the prophetess, the prophetess, okay, the prophetess, a sixteen twenty two play mm -hmm. by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. Okay, we must be sometimes witty to nick a knave. So to nick somebody mm -hmm. in a different way, you know, and catch them off guard. Uh, so. That was a little bit of an evolution being uh, documented there. So they're saying catch off guard and not actually like rob from him? Right. Okay. Now, there's a few different theories that want, especially where the usage of, of Nick in terms of stealing, uh, that want us to explore the idea that it comes from iniquity. But I explored it and... Um, I say no, but it's laying there not to say that iniquity somehow isn't mm -hmm. sistered in, mm, okay. Um, but that the use of Nick as stealing came from iniquity, I don't like, mm -hmm. uh, dear listener. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. But here's where it gets fun, and this is one, again, that we, we get these sometimes where I, I feel like I have to be the gavel slammer. <laughs> I'm pulling it all together for everybody. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm always amazed that the thing that that I feel strongly about <laughs> is not even suggested. But in this instance, that's not entirely the case, but... People agree with, with you this time. I know uh, what you mean. 
experts agree. You're like here. Everything is fine. All these things are pointing right here. One more little interesting look at it. So nick of time, it came from the notch. It came from the precision. So there's a tendency to look at nicking something, stealing something, being we are robbing someone at the exact precise moment. So the idea that it's a precision there's a there, there's a timeliness and an mm -hmm. accuracy to yeah. the thievery. Okay. Now it's not that I I love this idea, yeah. but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like you did get away with it in the nick of time, essentially. You chose the nick of time right, to, to make your move. To do the, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Certainly poetic. I know. But I mean, of all these ideas, and there are still more, you know, I come down to this notion, you know, the one of the oldest definitions there being you, you notch. So you take mm -hmm. a knife or mm -hmm. a sharp stone and take a little piece of a wooden stick out right? You nick the wood. Mm -hmm. In so doing, you remove a little piece of the stick, mm -hmm. don't you? Sure. So uh, it doesn't, the, the apple isn't far from the tree uh, throughout all this. I mean, mm -hmm. I think we might have a tendency to look too closely at it. And I mean, when you nick something from somebody, you steal something, yeah. you chip away at what is theirs. Mm -hmm. And you you know you nick out a piece for yourself. If you are sent to prison or arrested, you're nicked out of society. You're nicked out of freedom. And and inversely, it's easy and fun as we like to have language play. Then you're in the nick. That's an easy jump. And that being used as a noun doesn't throw me at all. If you're naked in Australia, you're nicked of your clothing. That leaves your clothing has chipped away, stripped away. Mm -hmm. I like that this comes from this the same thing. It's mm -hmm. not that, that same idea. It's the same origin, really. It is like the right. You know what I'm saying? You're taking a piece of something. You're taking a piece of something. Yeah. Chipped away at, nicked away at, and that's my story. I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Um, and all you other lexicographers and etymologists, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes no it's nice to say that you're like hey i got it we got it we're good everybody <laughs> so that's that's nick nice and um uh, we're taking callers nah <laughs> let's go and I, I, we have nick on the line actually well, nick go ahead <laughs> that would be fun to take callers we're gonna do that sometime <laughs> it's tough to do a live well we could do a live yeah anyway right Guest, yeah, we could, guest stars. We can do some kind of Zoom, Zoom, yeah, Zumba. Definitely. But Whole Nine Yards not sponsored by Zoom. No. Dropping brand names out there. So, what is your word or phrase? I did not feel like you stiffed me on that <laughs> definition. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Sometime within the last couple of months, you know, being stiffed. Well, it's only been like uh, two, maybe one or two times in my life ever that I stiffed a waiter. Ever. Really? Like, um, I mean, for just absolute brutal, brutal service. I'm usually twenty five percent of you know. So <laughs> hey, um, but but I thought about it. Where the devil does that come from? 
Stiffed. Yeah. Well, I'm about to possibly give you some more information about that. I hope possibly. Uh, I mean, there's definitely more information to be had. It's our job. It is. It is what I'm. I'm here to do. Yeah. Uh, so stiffed. When you st- when you stiff someone, you're cheating someone out of something they deserve. Perhaps. Uh, 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 <laughs> that waitress didn't deserve anything. I mean, <laughs> that's a larger talk that we can have. Yeah. For sure. Well, the, uh, <laughs> those tests aren't going so well. But go ahead. So, like, yeah, stiffing. The cheating someone uh, or... I mean, it really does come up in relation to stiffing waiters a lot. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about this a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just all over the place. That's that's kind of where it catches ground anyway. But um, an early issue, usage 1950, OED has Saturday Evening Post. It was a signal for the waiter to hustle over to put the arm on the customer who was trying to stiff them. Stiff him, sorry. Someone was trying to signal the waiter that someone was trying to put the stiff on him. Um, yeah, put the stiff. To him. To sti- no, I said to stiff him. Sorry, I added the put the stiff on him. Um, but the 1939 is where information kind of points us to to where it, it takes on the the fail to tip kind of uh origin i guess restaurant hotel workers and we'll get we'll dive into that a little bit more later hmm. facts on file uh tells us that the, it was first used in an 1897 novel uh by oida uh the Masserines, and it she uses it as a noun though not in the verb sense more to mean money and just, just just straight money as a noun. Longer quote, shorting that, that quote. They are one of the biggest income in the United States after Vanderbilt and Pullman. American then? No. Made their stiff there, then come here to spend it. And stiff is in quotation marks. So she uses the word stiff um, more in, in the same novel. And every other time she's referring to stiff-necked or rigid or unmoving. This is the only mention of stiff that I can find that relates to money. Made uh, their stiff there. Made their stiff there. Came and she, here to spend it. Yeah. And and stiff is in quotes. So it's still, as as we know, well, this is 1897, um, that the quotes, without defining it right after, usually means that people kind of know what it is, but the author is calling attention to the fact that it's an idiom or a slang. Right? Yeah, we see that. There's. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's just what, we, what we've come across in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So I kept on digging and found that it has this definition stiff it sorry stiff itself the word has a definition um of obstinate or stubborn i'm like okay well this is interesting you know obstinate stubborn maybe you're you know the person could be considered that way um but then i kept looking and i saw another definition that it it actually does stand in for forged paper or an iou the term stiff can mean an iou an iou yeah um, the Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, some of this information comes from. Uh, an IOU, a bill of acceptance, uh, hard, in quotes, means hard cash. And then there's a quote, did you get it stiff or hard? Jesus. <laughs> I just realized that it said. <laughs> uh, meaning, did you get an IOU or did you get cash? Uh, and then kind of relating it, saying that the reason why... IOU or stiff can stand in for IOU um, is that it refers to the stiff interest extracted by the the lenders, I guess, is kind of what they're saying. Uh, so while Facts on File gave the first, whatever, usage to OIDA in 1897, 
I found that there was an earlier one in 1867. Same author, though. Same author. Man, they're trying to drive this home somehow. Uh, A quote is, uh, A sentimental metaphor with which to compare the difficulties of a dandy of the household, because his stiff was floating about in too many directions at too many high figures, and he had hardly enough till next payday came round to purchase the bouquets he sent and meet the club's fees that were due. Wow. So he's got so many IOUs out there floating around, and the interests are so high, too many high figures. Um, I feel like this could be the quote, the stiff is in quotes, and then if there's a kind of a definition after it, right? Oh. It's not clear. I mean, I guess it's not, it's not the first, this is not the first usage. I'm saying this is an early usage in 1867. But this feels like still kind of trying to define the word a little bit in the usage here, right? Are you picking that up? Are you feeling well, I'm, that? I'm, I'm a little vague, so I, I hope they do define it. The rub is, is it kind of like kind of, is that best case scenario of it? It's referring to stiff interest rates, like high interest rates, rigid interest rates. Unyielding. Unyielding interest rates. It seems to point that way, but it doesn't, I didn't find any direct link to that. It's just this stuff, same thing. We're just kind of, stumbling around it stiff does have those definitions and stiff goes back through old english to 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 middle dutch s-t-i-j-f still meaning rigid still kind of meaning the same stiff um stiff that we know and love today yeah our current post-germanic english or whatever phase we're in so yeah (laughs) hot rigid stiff interest rates is the best i can get you i thought the path was fun sort of just reading those older ways that uh it stands in for iou forged paper negotiable paper also a corpse uh, exactly that's it's also the rigid inflexible there 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 or, there are allusions to that in the hotel worker restaurant worker comparing those people to corpses as well um yeah i thought th- i thought you'd end up there that's not it doesn't seem that's where we end up we take it we we move through that way but we keep on moving, it seems to me. There was no landing of any planes on, on this word. Um, we, we, we went through the corpse ways a little bit, but then we kind of went back to the paper and the interest. It seems like it has more support that way. But also a stiff drink. Right. Yeah, how about that? It's a rigid drink. It's a rigid and unyielding <laughs> drink? I don't know what we have going on there. Stiff does have many many definitions in those senses yeah there there's a lot and i i kept digging and i got down to like i said the, the iou and I'm like wait what it does mean iou like niche has had a lot of definitions yeah yeah, yeah. like notch notch nick yeah if you're bad notches in your buenos notches <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow i know that's good yeah all right all right <laughs> So, so hey, Ray. <laughs> I I often wonder this yeah. to you. What's that? Like, among our listeners out there, God bless all of you. Yes, uh, thank you. I wonder if there are any listeners out there that maybe are writers for advertising agencies. Let's say, perhaps, or work at an advertising or marketing shop. Perhaps, maybe something like that. Yeah. Or are just plain interested in stuff. <laughs> I think interested in stuff goes along with... Lots. You know, yeah. 
a, lo- a lot of us here are, are interested people. Yeah, like to learn things. So, you know, this uh, concern, I-, I love it when a company's called a concern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like from 1860 or something, but it, it feels good. Yeah, manufacturing concern. Yeah. So this concern here, big science, is a, is a place where, you know, you and I and Rebecca, we, we uh, create sound and music. Yeah. We make radio spots for commercials, for advertising agencies, yeah. music and sound for commercials and video content for people, clients all over the country and sometimes the world. Digital post-productions, audio, yeah. I guess, yeah. All of that, recording, Podcasts. mixing, all of those kinds of things. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if our listeners know that, and we and we do make a, a, a few podcasts, this yeah. being uh, our flagship podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, we work in the film industry, uh, sound and music for all kinds of things. That's what we do here. Yeah. Every day. And, yeah. So if you're out there and you need those services... Something like that. Uh, we don't suck. No. And um, and Rebecca keeps us together and we get the job done. Any audio, any audio. Any audio. Yeah. Music and sound. <laughs> so that's Big Science Music at uh, bigsciencemusic.com to learn more. Yeah. Nice. I know. So That's a good website too. It is a good website. <laughs> and you can see, you know... Uh, Music uh, commercials that we've done music for, they're up there. Lots of different stuff's up there. Even pictures of us. I think so. There's some headshots and some other shenanigan photos. And our facility here where we record from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, huh, huh. So now getting back to steal and theft words. Steely. Scammy. So my next sort of, you know, I guess steal or it's sort of criminal, is racket. Racket, okay. You know, you my racketeer. Yes. This sort of thing, you know? Yes. I don't, I don't know about you, you know, that that's just always sort of seems like um, mob type stuff, organized crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the racketeering has a vibe of organization, right? Yeah. Yeah, like you're a team doing something. Yeah, there is an interesting definition that this gal... District Attorney Fanny Willis. F-A-N-I says Fanny to me, but I'm sure yeah. it's spelled said Fanny. It does say Fanny. Fanny. Perpendicularly, uh, she says about this. She says, doing overt acts using a legal entity yeah. for an illegal purpose. Right. You look like a front business or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like that hot dog shop I walked into as a kid. They had a satellite dish on the roof and no hot dogs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly there was a like back that. room. Yeah. And guys came out from behind the curtain. What do you want, kid? Gave me a soda. No charge. <laughs> Sent me on my way. <laughs> hot dog shop. Yeah. Yeah. No, no charges. Because then you'd be like, hey, let's go get a free soda. Wouldn't you yeah, go back no, again? The, the guy that gave it to me. He knew. You, you just didn't go back like, looking not, for another soda. I'm not going to go back in here. I was like, that was weird. And I okay. really was hungry for another dog. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, uh, racketeer racket. Nobody argues the, this deep etymology of the word itself uh, being derived uh, from the Arabic language. And of all the permutations of that, some of those original 
Arabic words, let's just say uh, raha, uh, it meant hand and wrist, palm, or palm and wrist. Okay. So, you know, that makes its way into Europe and the French. And so the French, R-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E, you love my French, mm-hmm. So, sorry, French listeners. I I love you. I just can't always say this stuff. But I mean well. And I have love. You know, it's a funny thing. It's a it's that gaming extension, right? It's that racket, right? So that's what they're saying. You know, the, the badminton, the like tennis. Like the actual... Tennis oh, racket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, the, the physical yeah. device. But it... And that's where I've always suffered suffered from in sports. Like you could throw me a ball, and I got a decent chance of catching it. But if you throw a ball, and I have to smack it with something that extends my hand, be it a bat or a racket, now I'm at an extreme disadvantage. Yeah, I really can't make that hand-eye coordination because it's not hand-eye anymore, is it? It's racket. It's racket eye. Ball. It's yeah. racket ball. I I racket. <laughs> So I can't do it. That's why I don't play sports and I'm in music. Yeah. Not that you can't be both, kids. Sure. But uh, listen, the French built this thing and it's sort of an extension of palm and wrist. So, oh. Yeah. Look at that. I know. I'm slow. I mean, uh, I try to keep everybody on, on the trolley. Thanks. I was not there. Here I am, back. <laughs> <laughs> so, w- one of the odd things about this that convolutes this story is that as old as the 14th century, we had a word, racket, which was a dice game. Now, oh. try to find this damn dice game called racket. Like, we've had, we've had this come up a lot, and racket... Is it is one of these words where two things that come up a lot are going to come up a lot? No, I mean, okay. you mean they came up? They they all culminate these odd etymological finds, or I should say, trends about how words develop. Mm-hmm. You know, we see sometimes, and I'm not, I can't tell you just yet to give it away, but uh, it comes up in racket, and this is one of them. So the there's a dice game yeah that was called racket now i searched and searched and it felt like maybe it is an ancestor of parcheesi nice yeah i love that game i do enjoy parcheesi it was one of the few games we had when i was a child same and uh it uh yeah we'll have to have beers and play we should, parcheesi we should play one some parcheesi soon. yeah i can still smell it you and know we'll do that you know that smell uh, why those little cups, those little cardboard cups? Yeah, I just had that like you know that musty old game smell. Yeah, not like you know, but no, pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the 14th century. So dice. Um, there's also, of course, see this other definition, which is even harder to find a source for how exactly it made the transition, and that is noise. You're making a racket. Oh, like, hey, kids, you're making... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like a noise. I got you. A noise? Yeah. But why racket? <clears throat> why racket? Yeah. You know, you could conjure up some ideas that it came through 14th century into 15th, 16th century 
with as these dice games that were maybe played on the street and maybe by loud or rowdy drunks playing these games mm-hmm. and maybe that was a racket mm-hmm. uh, and you said what's what who's yelling oh it's a racket which meant the dice game around mm-hmm. the in the alley yeah. there uh nothing to constitute that oh yeah that's nice i know darn it uh, <laughs> nothing to constitute <laughs> uh, i mean not a syllable oh um well who's just, just some person to throw it out there uh here's a theory but there's no support that one's all mine oh yeah nice but i didn't want to keep Ruse. taking credit for some of these ideas because i dig and i dig and i dig and i say look guys you're saying this is a big empty wound and i'm saying you got some clues here that might be something I have some more of that okay you know okay yeah i got you or the from the racket game that came out out of uh, the the thing the french created there the extension of your hand the the tennis racket yes. so to speak tennis noisy yeah you're cracking the ball crack, cracking uh, cracking sounds smacking right. sounds mm-hmm. but again we've discussed it before like can you imagine like in in iron age and then up through uh, up, up through where people figured out you know smelting and and stuff and you got your johnny tremaine and this damn burned hand <laughs> the People were making noise back. You were, you know, a blacksmith was loud. Yeah. Like people made noise. So I don't know that a, a game of a, a yeah. few schmucks smacking a ball around or something would be all that loud. louder than a blacksmith. Not louder than a blacksmith. Yeah. Uh, although it could have come out of the noise of, of smacking something around with the... Racket. Racket. I mean, there's nowhere else to... Um, to scratch soil. Nowhere else to run, huh? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're either, it's either this dice game or this. Yeah. Okay. But also remember, our quest here is to figure out how in the devil it turns into racketeering or, you know, a, a crime racket. Right. So we move on. <laughs> we soldier forward. Yeah. With that, with those uh, tidbits uh, on our back yeah. in a satchel. <laughs> carrying them in our bindles here again off, off <laughs> offering my own uh cobblings uh i offer uh, is it possible that you know the racket uh you know, the palm and racket really truly in the arabic mainly meant palm mm-hmm. and then and you know and then became palm and wrist and yada okay so the palm of a tennis racket, that would be the thing that smacks the ball. How, how do you describe that? What is that? It is a tight net. 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 A webbing. A webbing. A it, is a, it is a webbing, yeah. 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 So I, I throw out there, is that where it comes from? It's an, it's a, it's a you know, because of organized crime and a racket, racketeering is a, is a clever webbing, a clever network of of criminal activity on the surface seems innocuous okay you know okay so i have to offer that okay but i also have to offer so see there are clues but they're very frustrating clues (laughs) well let's go back further for a second about the dice game jeffrey chaucer wrote in the dice game 1374 
Kent style playing racket to and fro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here OED stuff. Uh, racket's first pejorative use in English came in 1812, but in 1851, Henry Mayhew quoted uh, one of his sources saying, I did wear a shovel hat when the Bishop of London was the racket. So the Bishop of London was the racket, meaning what? The trend was the going concern? No, it was, <laughs> was the, uh, you know, running things. Mm hmm. But as I said, it's a clue, but it's a frustrating clue because uh, it leaves you wanting more. Mm -hmm. So not as satisfied with, with my own conclusion, uh, the web or the net of crime. Uh, <laughs> as I was in, in Nick, I recognize that, look, the most likely answer comes out of a culmination of a couple of these ideas because another of these ideas, and man, we just had one of these last show and they seem to come up a lot remember that show i'm always trying to describe the guy the period piece in england with the criminal uh yahoos running around something to do with a hat or something it's called pinky binders it just came to me peaky blinders peaky blinders <laughs> that's it right yeah so those are the kind of um folk that i always picture when we have these scenarios when they're running rackets yeah okay. you know the guy down in the sewer tripping people and all that yeah yeah you got uh we get this all the time sure i mean that happens yeah and here's another but it you know it doesn't help because it won't define why racket means noise but mm -hmm. it just says racket did mean noise and that a a, a confidence man yes. game scheme in the streets used to be that you'd um, you'd set off fireworks, and and scare shopkeepers out of their shops, oh. or away from their you know hawking yeah. of their wares, and then steal their stuff and run. You know, yeah, 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 we yeah. just had people stealing their stuff and running last show. That was a hot beef. Hot beef. Hot beef. Stop thief. Yeah. Yeah. And so here it is again. Um, this this is documented. It's just aggravating because, again, it doesn't explain why racket meant noise. It just explains that racket as noise was used in a criminal way. It gets there through noise, but why noise? Yeah, I see you. And my job here technically isn't to just isn't to know sure. why racket means noise, but I want to, and I want to be able to tell you. But I, you know, I gave you everything I could on that. Yeah. Um, but commotion from the dice game in the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> so my, my best conclusion also is that, all right, so, uh, so, some people want to believe that this trend, which then fireworks, firecrackers were outlawed on, on British streets after this became such a popular trend and, and people were losing their shirts from, these uh, racket-making thieves. Some people want to believe that it, that's the sole place that it came from, that, mm -hmm. that racket, uh, that was a game, that was a con game, and then that evolved over, it skipped a generation. It's quite plausible because we still saw that up 1870, 1880 in the streets, and then 1920s, is the first time we see racket used really to mean uh, an organized crime or you know a criminal mm -hmm. conspiracy yeah. sort of thing and that's just you know it 
a hop, skip, and jump generation away from mm-hmm. the word laying there and and uh, still being used, but maybe not printed a lot. Yeah, uh, and then somebody flips it into this meaning. So it was a game. It was it was a racket, and th- that is the most plausible right back from dice it being a game mm-hmm. to to these con men to uh modern times rico act and racketeering <laughs> that, that that's where it came from that there are no more definitive uh, ways to settle this all right yeah that's nice though I it mean... gives you a lot Something still leaves you wanting, you know. It's like one of those little Prantles desserts. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get like you get like a little nibble. You get a little tasty nibble. Like, oh. um, whole nine yards not sponsored by <laughs> Prantles Bakery. However, you're close by we Prantles. Could we could be. Here we are saying your name right on the air. <laughs> what do you have? If you felt unfulfilled by that one, just wait. Just wait. So oh, that's not a sell. No, no, it's not. <clears throat> um, boost to steal, to shoplift, to rob. Yeah. Right. Yes. You you may have. I'm not saying you. One may a boost. Uh, what do you need? A stereo from a place. You know. Uh, the individual delinquent. A textbook of diagnosis and prognosis for all concerned in understanding offenders has a quote when i was around to g street mike heard the boys call me a dollar booster because i stole a dollar once <laughs> but he was a booster himself he had already stolen he says you come on i know a place where we can boost so they're just boosting all over the place in this sentence yeah uh this is 1915 william healy uh wrote the book the individual delinquent a textbook of diagnosis and prognosis for all concerned and understanding offenders <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a disclaimer. Yeah, it's a it's a long textbook title, but textbook titles are often. So in 1915, we're we're tossing the word around boost, meaning to steal. I was out there looking in our library. You saw me. Oh, I did. You yeah. saw me digging. You chuckled somewhere in those old dusty in law those books. old dusty law books out there. I was looking to try to find something. I found a 1909 publication, "How to Be a Detective," uh, by a person F H. Tillotson. Oh, this is familiar. Isn't it? Maybe we're thinking of Heffron Tillotson. Also that, no, no, sponsored. sure. No, no, yes. That kept popping up when I was trying to find more. Let me just say, uh, he defines it in How to Be a Detective, 1909, boost to shoplift. But I looked for information about F.H. Tillotson, and I thought he came up in something else too, because I, I really did recognize something. Yeah. But there's, I can't find anything. I can't find anything. And this is, you know, 1800s, late 1800s. So it's not like we've got tons of records. But there's nothing besides this book. Nothing. Which, if we can find a copy of, would look cool on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a rare, I mean, it is a rare thing, but it's not like hundreds of dollars. But there, if there's first editions out there. Um and they're cool. It's just like a red cover, and it says how to be a detective on it, but it's kind of like felty cover or whatever. I don't know. But what I could find was that in the late 1800s, F.H. Tillotson is some sort of law man. I saw him working for the Kansas City Agency, is what I see. 
working with police officers in the town after some things that are going on. This is, this is, what, this is basically all I could see. Uh, that's the end of his, his line. I can't find, uh, you know, why, why Mr. Tillotson, where, where do you get it from in the, 19, in the late 1800s? Like, what are you saying? The best speculations are pointing to, like, because you, like, helped your friend get in a window yeah. of a store to steal something out no, of the store. No, really. Yes. I mean, I think I, I I would guess that is it. Is that what you? I I, I just did not. I'm like, what? Yeah, you give give somebody a boost. Yeah, like you, they hoist them up to the window yeah. or up to the shelf. Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. It really uh, kind of uh, yeah. It, it mean it, the booster. Then it, it gives birth to a, a term called booster, which is a, a, another number for confidence man or flimflammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's like a shoplift. It's the same. You're, you're giving someone a boost. To boost something, yeah, no, that that is basically all the things point there, but there's no specific lineage, you know. Besides the definition of the word, which means to hold someone up, to help someone up. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it is defined in the word. Yeah, but, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's it's probably just that it's so simple that looking harder right. is <laughs> you just, just run in circles. Then it felt that way. For sure, <laughs> when I was looking, uh, I did see that researchers divide shoplifters into two categories: boosters, uh, professionals who resell what they steal, and snitches, amateurs who steal for their personal use. Just a fun fact I saw out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you get boosted into a store window, up a shelf, whatever it is. You get a hand up there to get what you have to get, and then you have boosted. I, I that I mean, that's it. I think we think thinking too much on that one. I hear you. I guess that's, that's, yeah. Why fight it? Well, I mean, it's right there. It is right there. It is like the first definition of the word to like lift lift up to help up. Yeah, it's pop goes the weasel. The Pop song, oh, the weasel. wow, nice. Uh, you took the record and you looped it, you looped it, you boosted the record, then you looped it, you looped it. <laughs> there it is. So you have boosted right there. Yeah, right there. Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't so unsatisfying. It's nice to think of it that way. I don't, I don't say boosted, but I hear people using it. Yeah, it's something that's certainly not foreign to me but i don't really say it but you know what we do say what do we say um you know we say hey uh please uh write in oh, yeah. talk to us rating would be awesome rating yeah, yeah yeah you know stars uh, all the stars we like them let us know comments on the apple thing yeah anything uh helps us a lot if you have it in your heart we appreciate it if you have ideas about things we can cover topics Definitely. words phrases idioms right in uh, right in and uh, that's whole nine yards pod yes twitter instagram reddit whole nine yards podcast on facebook and that's all for today this week but we're back again next week as always with more uh, i'm jay and i'm ray and we're, we're not, not idioms, idioms.
Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.